As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. <sighs> Sorry I'm late, everyone. It's all right. The meeting's just getting started. Are you in your closet? Yeah, it's the quietest place. <gasps> ah, not the roomiest, though. Getting closer with your closet these days? That uh, dinosaur costume behind you? What? No. <laughs> the Container Store's custom closet sale is here to help with up to 25% off closet systems and free virtual in-home closet design. Who wants Sean to put on the dino suit? Really, guys? The Container Store, where space comes from. Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Stockholm, Sweden, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Politics, film, TV, UFC, sports, you name it, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and we talk about it because it's no holes barred radio, folks. I'm here today with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. I'm off to Stockholm, Sweden tomorrow. I'm going to do a nice, good show here for you. Talk about the week that was with my good friend, TJ. How are you, TJ? I'm good, Buff. I'm fresh off a uh, vacation to Walt Disney World. Uh, pockets a little bit lighter, but uh, the mood is elevated. I felt I feel uh, well rested and uh, had a good time with the family. Yeah, it's expensive going to Disney World these days, isn't it? I know I gave away the uh, many Disney World trips at the Make a Wish Foundation event uh, a few weeks back, and very happy for those kids, and certainly saved their family. Probably what? What does it cost you? Like a thousand dollars, or? For a couple of days, and you're there. What what is the cost of going to Disney World these days? Uh, it depends. I mean, everything is, uh, you know, uh, an upgrade, right? So, like the low package is not all that bad. Like you can get by uh, a family of four uh, with a room and and access to all the parks for about 150 bucks a day, but that's not really the full experience. Let's just say uh, my wife makes more money than me, so we, we got a lot of uh, upgrades and packages and uh, cost about five. Not bad. Not bad. How was the time? How did you enjoy it? As it was great. It was great. And $5,000 does sound like a lot of money, but when you think about it, you know, airfare, hotel, all of your meals, uh, we, we had these, you know, character meals where we would uh, sit in a restaurant and, you know, all the princesses of the castle would come by and take a photo and then it would be all the animated characters like, you know, Goofy and Donald Duck and Mickey. And uh, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. We did it right. You know, I, I want to go back, but if we don't go back for another five to ten years, 
uh, at least we did it right the the one time. And uh, yeah. I may be going back soon. I have not been there in 20 years. My boy Rupert is, you know, always asked me you know, about Disneyland. So I'm probably gonna have to go with him or want to go with him at one point. Disneyland's uh, a lot different than Disney World. Yeah, I know. Say that. Yeah. yeah, I know it is. I know it is. I've not been to Disney World, but I am aware there's a, definitely a difference. I mean, I it's, love Disneyland. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic place. And, and for you and I, it's, it's not that far uh, from where we live. We can go anytime. But Disneyland, it's the true original. But ultimately... It's really the prototype, and everything that they did wrong with Disneyland, uh, they just made better with Disney World, and obviously there's uh, double the amount of parks, and that's not even including like the, the water parks that they have down there, but it's, it's truly a world. You're isolated from everything on the outside, and you can just be uh, consumed with that Disney spirit. Yeah, well, good. I mean, that's what... Uh life of the kids is all about and we're big kids at the same time so i'm all for it uh memorial day weekend everything's good barbecued got home in time oh yeah yeah uh actually i got i got uh home in time to uh go to work i had to work on the on the holiday that's all right i, I work every day give or take something it's always something to do but i understand completely that thing that choice rather uh you know it was a great day great weekend memorial day weekend which is a weekend of honoring our soldiers who gave their lives for our freedom it's Something is very important to me, as I'm sure is important to everybody that's listening, uh, living here in our wonderful country. Um, hey, shout out to your your buddy, my buddy as well, Gary Randall. He uh, posted a picture of his father, who was a Marine in Korea. Man, I see where Gary gets his looks from. He looks so much like his father. It's crazy. But yeah, uh, I, I, very I neat to the, see that. Very cool to see. I'm aware of that. I had the pleasure of knowing his dad um, before he passed. And uh, heck of a guy. My dad also served in World War II in Korea, 13 years in the Marine Corps. Um, you know, God bless them all, man. Everybody. I had friends here. They're, I have a lot of friends that are Marines, uh, a few key friends, and uh, they're still, you know, up for going back over if they're called down to duty. And once a Marine, always a Marine. So all, all my mentality. best wishes. Yeah. I mean, all the mentality. We, we have so much uh, to be grateful for, and it's based on the men and women that defend our country every day. And I think that a lot of people, you know, we get comfortable in our, you know, sanitary lives, Bruce. We get caught up with, you know, stupid things like the Jersey Shore back in the day or the Kardashians or, you know, whatever it is that mm-hmm. sort of, you know, keeps the, the entertainment wheel going around. You and I are also consumed with our own, you know, work lives and everything, but we forget about really what the the world is like in certain areas, places that don't have the freedom and privilege that we have. And, and that freedom and privilege is, is what the men and women in uniform protect. And I mean, we all do need to really stop and think about it uh, a few times each year and, and really, you know, thank those men and women who, you know, possibly will make the ultimate sacrifice so you and I can continue to go about our lives the way that we're accustomed to. Exactly. Well said. And I hope everybody yesterday during your barbecues, during your eating your brats and everything else at the barbecue, your beer, the whole bit, your desserts, being with your loving families and friends, that you took at least a moment to reflect on that and to realize why we all have this freedom. So with that note being said and moving forward, uh, we're on to a great week here. We've got a busy week. Uh, we got the UFC coming up in uh, Stockholm, Sweden on Saturday. Uh, last week, we had the archive show of Elias Theodoro on the show. And right after we put the show up, as is na- as happens on this time radio, the next day or the next minute, something occurs. And Elias, El- Elias was uh, Elias rather was released from the UFC. Kind of surprising, TJ, because didn't he win his last like seven or eight fights? He lost his last fight. But yeah, his last fight, he, yes, uh, he's got a very good record and he's a very talented fighter. 
Uh, unfortunately, some people aren't the biggest fans of Elias Theodore's style. It's it's kind of an awkward style, but it it, really, it works for him though, and that's kind of what I like. I like fighters that are a bit quirky, and and Elias is quirky inside and outside of the octagon. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know his his career will move forward outside of the octagon. But I, I firmly believe that someone like Elias Theodore, even though he got his walking papers, uh, if he keeps winning and and does it big and on the outside of the UFC, I'm sure he'll be back. I'm sure he'll have the opportunity to be back. And uh, if not, we live in a, a great world with technology. And if you're a big fan of Elias Theodoro, uh, you'll probably be able to watch him continue his career and and follow him wherever it goes. And uh, you know that that is what is neat about modern mixed martial arts with technology. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be fighting in the biggest show to still uh, get eyeballs on you. And uh, Elias Theodoro, one of the best middleweights in the world, I'm sure he'll be just fine. He'll be fine. He's going to be picked up in a heartbeat, if not picked up this week. I mean, it's going to happen real quick, in my opinion. Uriah Faber is stepping out of retirement. He's coming back to fight at USC Sacramento. I don't particularly find this is a big surprise. I'm, uh, Uriah Faber is in great shape. It's still at a height of his career, um, and he's a true fighter. So I'm not surprised by this. Happy to see it, as long as everything's healthy and good for Uriah. And I look forward to announcing him at USC Sacramento, which, if I'm not mistaken, I think I am doing. When is that? Oh, you know? I, don't, I don't even know. I'm I'm focused like you are on Stockholm coming up this weekend and uh, don't really look much further beyond uh, that. July 13th. Yeah, I'm scheduled for that. So I'll be there in Sacramento to announce uh, Uriah, who I love love watching and announcing him. No question. All right, let's step back a couple weeks. Uh, last week with the Archive Show, I wanted to talk about this. But Sage Nordercut over in the one championship debut, uh, 29 seconds into the fight. I'm sure you've talked about this in other shows, but for the benefit of our listeners, I want to comment on it first round knockout in the one championship debut it turns out he suffered eight fractures he's in surgery for nine hours to repair the damage he's got a great attitude we're seeing him there tj for the life of me knowing that everything he's been through fighting he's been hit in the face before um this is a punch that almost made me feel like and i'm not saying anything but it's almost like like the old boxing days when they found plaster paris and the wraps Right. To make the punches harder, it's like, wow, one punch, eight fractures. I mean, this is not something we hear about uh, common. Either it was perfectly placed or whatever. I right. just hope Sage comes back strong. Um, a lot of fractures in the in the handsome face of Sage Norcutt. Well, when I heard about it, uh, you know, it, it was just a stark reminder that, you know, combat sports are inherently violent. The damage yes. is real. And, uh, you know, be, be thankful uh, that we see, you know, injuries like this very rarely and uh, the men and women that go out there and, and fight for our entertainment uh, aren't, you know, going into surgery after fights like this uh, all that often. Um, you mentioned Sage's attitude. He was taking photos, putting it online, uh, still smiling as much as ever. Uh, even if his face was broken, you can't take that smile off that kid's face, which, you know, speaks volumes about him as a, as a fighter and a human being. Um, but, yeah, that, that's what I took away from it, Bruce. I immediately just thought, wow. Uh, I get caught up a lot in, you know, breaking down fights and who's going to win, what's really up um, for, for grabs and at stake in each fight. And we, we talk, you and I, uh, every week about someone's legacy and whatnot moving forward uh, that we very rarely kind of sit back and talk about, you know, what someone like Sage Northcutt is putting on the line to fight and, and, and risking. And, and that is his well-being. And uh, unfortunately for him, uh, it, it didn't go the way he wanted to result wise and injury wise. I just I can't imagine having your face literally broken. But uh, while his face may be broken, I'm sure the heart of Sage Northcutt is, is far from broken. Yeah. 
His spirit's strong. He's he's good. I mean, it seems all that way. You know, just hope he recovers 100%, goes on to do what he needs to do to make his money and further his career. Yep. I mean, working in uh, one championship, they've got a lot of money. They take care of their fighters from all I can see. They've openly been uh, speaking about the fact that there are certain fighters they would not have in their roster. I think they mentioned Conor McGregor as one of them. I don't believe uh, it. Sorry. I, well, You, you want to make you, money? You want to make money? <laughs> um, I mean, no offense to, to to one championship, but it's easy to say. It's easy for you heard Bellator, that right? You heard that right? I I, I didn't hear that necessarily, yeah. but it'd be easy for Bellator to say the same thing. You know, hey, look, uh, we don't want Conor McGregor. We we would never have him here. Well, first off, you can't. He's under contract. Right, Second exactly. off, I, I I don't know if you could afford him. Maybe you could. Um, but if you could and he wasn't under contract, you would absolutely have him. Why? Because he's a billion-dollar brand. Uh, he's proven it. I don't know about a billion-dollar brand. Hey, he's mil- hey, didn't you see he made a billion on whiskey or whatever? I, again, did, did we discuss that it, the it, other week? It's, it, it was a tongue-in-cheek uh, remark. Tongue-in-cheek tongue for, for the edification yes. to our listeners. Yes. I have to I have to step in for a second. Yes, he's not a billion-dollar brand. Not a billion-dollar brand. All the, all the success and praise to Connor for whatever he's achieved or what he has achieved in his life. But the billion-dollar statement on the whiskey, he's, by our guesstimate, um, when I did the math, it came to, and again, I could be wrong, approximately based on a $10 per bottle, $9 bottle case, 200,000 cases, approximately 18 million in sales for his brand of Proper 12, which is still amazing hey. considering it only came out last year. It's amazing. Right. The whole industry of whiskey has surpassed a billion dollars in sales. And Connor being the showman and the embellisher that he can be at times uh, in marketing, and that is part of marketing as long as you're not lying. Uh, made it say that I've now I'm now I've made a a Billy brand or a billion right, dollar brand. Right. Well, you're part of it, but you didn't make it. Right. Simple and, as that. And and also too, I think uh, people know that whiskey it takes like more than twelve months to actually be made. How long? How long is whiskey? Like, I don't know what's the process. It's not brewed, but you know what I mean. Aged. How long is whiskey aged? It's like twenty years or something. Well, I mean, they have, you know, seven years, 12 years, 15 years. Uh, my birthday last week, a friend brought over a fine bottle of whiskey, 21 years age. It's probably cost three, $400. You know, obviously it, 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 it'll get more aging and the quality of the brand than obviously the more expensive it is. So right. being a young brand, you know, there's food colorings, whatever they do to make it work. But as it ages, it should get better. You know, I, I suppose I am not an expert in that field, so I really can't comment beyond the fact that I love Johnny Walker Blue when I rarely drink any whiskey. The so. UFC light heavyweight. Yeah, he's he's pretty great. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Walker Blue. Oh. Scotch. Oh, Scotch got, got it. Fans. Got it. Scotch, I, th- I thought he's Brazilian. But okay. speaking of Conor McGregor, did he hurt his hand? <clears throat> what is this I'm reading about? I, I have no idea. I've been I've been in Orlando. I've been sucked in that world for the last how many days what did he well, do did he punch I, another cell phone or something i just saw the uh that fellow that makes those very uh comedic animated um tommy told not tommy told oh. uh usad fugalit i i can't say his name correctly i'll send you a copy they're brilliant they're brilliant all right uh but he had one today about connor hurting his hand so i don't know if that was in the news or not i mean connor cuts stays relevant in the news in in more ways than one um, not going into every I mean, subject. But, Connor sneezes you know, and it's on TMZ at this point. Well, yeah, because you know he they'll cover it. And uh, what else is he doing? He's got to show everybody when he sneezes. Right. Really. What aside from proper twelve? What else is going on? You I know. Yeah. I, no. And sports wise, sports wise, I was happy to hear about his being behind the building of uh, housing for people in Ireland and his native country. I thought that was a very fine move. 
uh, with the money he's made, and, and I commend him for it. But anyway, let's move on now. So uh, into sports, um, Ezekiel Elliott's back in the news, another incident in Las Vegas, pushing a security guard. I don't think he was arrested this time, um, but it may be looked into by the NFL. Uh, seems like a constant issue and people just got to, uh, you know, I can't comment. I don't right. know what happened. I cannot comment, but no. I just have to say when somebody's constantly in the news, like a Connor or a couple of times, like an Ezekiel. And if it's negative, maybe you got to ask yourself, why am I constantly around these negative situations? You know? Yeah. It, it it's who you surround yourself with and, and how, you, I mean, that, that's something that we've talked about since the inception of the show. You know, yeah. how, how are you going to per, how are you going to be perceived and how are you going to handle yourself uh, away from what you are known for? And for Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he needs to audit, you know, the, the people that are around him and uh, you know, how he keeps ending up in these situations. Cause uh, pretty sure the man should be known for football and not many people are talking about his football ability as of late. Well, let's take it a step further. When you're in, when you're in the public eye, when you're a, um, it's not just being a celebrity. In the right. days of social media, people consider themselves celebrities that, quite frankly, in my opinion, are far from well, celebrities. I mean, it's far. not hard to be notable these days. Not yeah. hard to be notable. And one of the instances that happened recently is like the Arnold Schwarzenegger incident. He's down in South Africa. He's, in, he's uh, doing his Arnold Classic in Africa. You probably saw this on the news. I don't know if you saw the video. Did you see the video where he's talking and signing autographs and suddenly the back of him, a, a young kid runs up, jumps in the air and does a flying double leg kick, slamming both feet into Arnold's back, pushing him forward into the crowd. He wasn't hurt. He didn't fall down, but he very well could have been hurt. He, you know, he's 72 years old. He very well could have had a number of things that happened to him, even just falling down. Um, I don't think the man was arrested, but as he did this, did you see this video? TJ? I did. I did. Yeah. And, and, and then you, hear, then you, excuse me, then you're hearing yelling, I want my Lamborghini. Oh. I want my Lamborghini because he thinks by doing that, obviously putting two and two together, unless I'm wrong, that's a move that's going to make him money. Listen, people, if you're listening out there and you think you've got to do selfies hanging off the end of a cliff or do stuff like that, which is completely asinine, not, not much counting the fact that you're to be arrested by assaulting somebody like that, don't be stupid. Don't be no. stupid. I just want to say that message. I saw that. God, I wish Arnold would have turned around, but you know, it's a young kid. He can't hit him. But uh, the bottom line is it was wrong. There's nobody to convince me that there's anything right about that. It was wrong if that guy he was hurt. 72 years uh, of age or not, you don't try to drop kick the Terminator. He'll be back. Well, I'll tell you one thing. His bodyguard or security who eventually got a hold of the guy and cranked his neck. Oh, they didn't give him a Lamborghini? Uh, no, they gave him a Armatini. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. There got you it. Go. Got it quick. All right. Now, what I wanted to get on here is when you're a celebrity or you sign an endorsement contract, like an Ezekiel Elliott, like a Conor McGregor, like others that we know that represent products, like myself. Okay. In that contract, there is a morals clause, and you can easily lose, as we've seen people lose those contracts left and right when they. Uh, you know, when something happens. So you got to be careful. And I'll give you an example of a contract I signed recently that I'm very happy to announce. Um, Relax Gaming, a very big group uh, out of Europe and, um, and other areas, they make the online gaming machines that are being now put on sites, gaming sites, betting sites, that have gaming machines, online slot machines that are legal throughout the world. They're one of the biggest companies, if not the biggest, that makes the most highest, highest quality machines. Now, these machines online have proven 
to make as much, if not more, than those machines you see on the floors of casinos when you go to a casino anywhere in the world, such as Las Vegas. Sure. So now Michael and I, I made a deal. Um, they have now announced last week or the week before, excuse me, um, that they are launching the Let's Get Ready to Rumble online slot machine in September uh, with Michael being the face and voice of the machine. And they are launching the It's Time online slot machine in October with wow. me being the face and voice of that machine, both animated and real. And it's really cool. I've been going over uh, you know, the creative details with them. I'm meeting them in Stockholm for a like a, a large meeting on Friday to show me all that's being done because this is almost like making a video game. There's a lot of work to be done. Well, I think it is My making a video game. It's just the, instead of points, it's real money. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's the allure to these things, Bruce, especially when you can get that uh, casino type of feel, you know, on your handheld device or on a computer or, yeah. you know, whatever way that they make these things accessible to you online, you do it in the comfort of your own home. It's a win-win situation. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, Michael and I are excited, um, so it's going to be very cool. I'm going to make sure that these are very fun to play uh, and very exciting to play because I, I want this machine to be revamped and go on for a very, very long time. So we're both very excited about this. Did you see the picture in uh, the item I sent you for the I show? I did, yes. Is that cool? That's awesome. I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget. If you used any of these excuses, you're putting yourself at risk of injury or death. And it could also cost you lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Stepping away from business a little bit. This is really getting crazy, but, you know, Mount Everest, you know, when you look at the people that used to climb that, maybe two people go up, four people go up. Right. Uh, this year has been very dangerous. For Mount Everest, as a matter of fact, uh, an American just this just uh, last week, this this week, last week rather, becomes the 11th person to die on the overcrowded mountain since March. What's the 11th person since March to climb? It's the end of May. That, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but if you look at the picture that's in these articles that are going out, they are lined up one behind the other, trekking up uh you know with their sherpa guides or whatever they have to, it requires a sherpa guide to get up there so they have a picture here 800 people trying to climb from the nepalese side is that crazy yeah that's bonkers um they oh, excuse me this year they issued a record number of permits to foreigners this year because each of them requires a sherpa guide so there are 800 people trying to climb mount everest right now not at the same time but have applied for the right. permits to do so. Before it's done this year, 800 permitted climbers will attempt to make the trek. And uh, I'm sure there are probably unpermitted climbers as well that are out there doing it. Uh, I, I don't know, Bruce. I, I'm sure it's glorious. I'm sure it's uh, something that can never be taken away from you. Heck, maybe you put it on a resume. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, I'm not at a point in my life where climbing up a gigantic mountain is worth losing my life for. No, it's crazy. You know, and to give you an example, before I cut off the story, an avalanche in 2014 on Mount Everest killed at least 12 Sherpa guides. A series of avalanches in 2015. So the experts that are there to help your, you know, not capable uh, self get up the mountain, they're dying as well. I yes. Just, oh, my God. Yes. This yes. does not sound like a fun activity. It sounds like a death wish. 
Well, the uh, last year, rather, excuse me, 2015, because of the Nepal earthquake that was massive back then, that caused the deaths of 19 people on the mountain. Because yeah. remember, they're, they're climbing on the Nepalese side, if I'm saying that correctly. Sure, sure. I'll just, I, it's just stay you know, I home. I, yeah, exactly. I admire what they're doing. It's like I just put out a thing on Instagram that uh, was six years ago, give or take, that I uh, was the first one to ride the Rip, uh, the Rio Hotel zip line. Yeah, the Rio I remember zip that. Line. Yeah. Mike you know, in hand, I, right? Yeah, Mike in hand, card in hand. I When they hired me for it, we were talking on the phone. I said, listen, guys, I, I don't mind standing there and just announcing it. but And, I'm, and I have I told you before on the show many times, whether it's surfing big waves, I'm fine, stuff like that. But I have a fear of heights. I know I do, because when I'm up on, on a tall building like Empire State Building or a 30, 40-story building in Century City or something looking right. over, yeah. I, I I feel weird. So now on this one, it I'm was I'm on the five, third story of a mall, I feel weird, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm with you there, too. Yeah. So I'm on uh, 500 feet, basically, 490 feet above the ground, going 33-plus miles an hour. I told them when they hired me for the job, I said, look, instead of standing there, let me be the first one to ride it as far as the public. Wow. Okay, and yeah, what, okay, you clarified. Not the first, I, first one to ride it. My goodness. No, because they had testers. Of course, testing. right, yes. But, but but the first person to ride it at the time, they legally declared it open. Right. I said, let me be that person, and I'll make the announcement as I'm riding the zip line. Well, I didn't know what I was to expect when I got there, and I got up on top, and they put me in that chair, and I got to tell you something. It was like, hello, Mr. Wizard. What am I doing here? Right. You know, this is crazy. But then, you know, once the seatbelt's on, very thin seatbelt, and when that thing went, it was like doing the 360 at UFC 100. If I didn't do what I said I was going to do, right. I was going to be the bitch of the internet. Oh, <laughs> man. Whatever. It was, so I did it. I had a great time. But I will tell you that um, it was uh, it was scary. I'll say it. Yeah. I'll just say it. Yeah. Uh, of course. But I, I mean, was fine after. I was fine after. You, you, get, you get lost in your work, too. So, uh, yeah. I mean... I, I saw you do a lip sync battle after you blew your ACL. So mm, there you go. Mm. Thank you for the memory. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Thank you for that one. Sorry. Oof. That's okay. That's all right. No problem. As a matter of fact, somebody tweeted me on uh, Twitter. They were the ACL organization of the world or something like that. And they, and they, they wanted to know, if, you know, was it true that when I blew my ACL, you know, did I not fall and stand up? And I told them, you know, yeah, I did it at uh, UFC. What was it? 200. Huh. No, it was the Toronto, oh, uh, Toronto UFC, the 55,000 people. I think. 93? 193? No, 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 it was 160-something. 162? Yeah, it was up there. It was up there. St. Pierre Shields, whatever that one is. George St. Pierre Shields, 55,000 people, largest UFC in the history of the UFC ever. Sold out in, what, seven hours? And I got to blow my ACL. Thank God I didn't fall. It's all good. All right, and it, as thank God it waited, waited to happen until the very last announcements of saying George St. Pierre's name. Oh, uh, you would have still got in there and done it. No, no problem. I had no, to go back into it as a winner. It would have been a problem, but you still would have done it. Don't, yeah. don't be modest. No, no, I'm good. I am for, good. For, take it. I mean, people listening right now, I've torn my ACL. I'm sure people listening have as well. Uh, it's the most excruciating pain I have ever gone through in my entire life. And uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of lesser men would have just gone home buff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, couldn't. The show must go on. Okay. Speaking of the show, go on. Remember uh tap out gear right? of course what do you mean the, yeah absolutely well they're no they're they're no longer around is it's that not true? true no they're owned they by are. the wwe oh i did not know that official so clothing sponsor of wwe maybe they're not owned wholly by wwe but there's a strong affiliation and i believe they do have an ownership uh stake in the brand good for them i wasn't aware of that number one number two i remember when they were bought out 
by Authentic Brands Group, where mm-hmm. Jamie, Jamie Salter, the CEO of that, bought out Tap Out. So he probably negotiated that deal um, for them, whether he's involved or not. But get this. This is the reason I bring this up. Jamie Salter and the Authentic Brands Group uh, now have sold, have bought the Sports Illustrated brand for $110 million. Well, hopefully they don't now, so ruin they, it like they did the Tap Out brand. That was uh, something I was going to stop on next <laughs> in so many words. And let's just see what happens there. But did they ruin the Tap Out brand now that the WWE brand? Oh, it, it was it was ruined before it was even off of MMA, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. But I'm sure they're still doing well with the WWE. I, you know, listen, when Michael and I were involved with when Michael, when I had the contract for him and I was, you know, I still manage him. But when I was managing the deal with the WCW back in the 90s, mm-hmm. part of our deal was the merchandising. And, you know, and whenever we would do a deal with Let's Get Ready to Rumble or Michael's Image, TJ, they sold so much friggin merchandise. Oh, yeah. I remember one time I put Let's Get Ready to Rumble on the WW, WCW action ring right, which was a ring that vibrated and made noises, and it had all the action figures in it, including Michael Buffer's action figure. Um, they had them on the cover. TJ, we had a minute percentage of this, uh-huh. right, considering how licensing goes. Yeah. The dang, the dang thing sold like $98 million in sales. Yeah. Uh, you know? I mean, crazy. That was that was the wrestling boom period as well. I mean, wrestling yeah, is, yeah, is not time. anywhere near uh, that anymore, but... Uh, I don't know. I read an article the other day that said Michael makes $500 million every time he steps in the ring and you make like a quarter of a million every time you step in the octagon. So I don't know what you you're talking about licensing marketing. You have more money than everybody. You're probably richer than Dana White. Uh, you know, you know, by standards of what they talk about on those stupid sites that give wrong information, uh, you're correct. But now you just realize that I need to call Michael later today and ask him where my uh, lost commissions are. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, it's, it's I just it's all out there on the Internet. But beyond the, if, if that was true. Yeah, that he makes a million dollars every time he says, "Let's get ready to rumble." He'd be on the cover of Forbes every year. But no, half a million dollars. Okay, let's not get crazy. He'd half be on the million. cover of Forbes at sure. Time Magazine once a year. Yeah, Buff. Yeah. Someone sent me not long ago an estimated net worth of myself at four million dollars, and I, I'd That's like to. Do. I'd like to know where I can go get that money. I'd like to cash out. But uh, no, that, that's not real either. So. There you go. Well, let me let me step away from the story I was just about to go into. To Were you going to count some money? Did you step well, away to count no, some money? No, to explain why that that is dangerous. Okay, why that's dangerous. Do you know that the new um, kidnapping that's rattling families across the U.S. now is um, what they call virtual kidnappings? Right. Yeah. Trying to get money out of you. Right. Uh, Phoenix. This is where that can be harmful. Phoenix. Um, used to be, I don't know if it still is, years ago was declared the kidnapping capital of the United States. Because what they would do, they found, is they would find out how much money you had in the bank or mm-hmm. what you're worth. And they would actually, you know, kidnap, God forbid, a member of your family and demand whether you had 90000 or 100000 in the bank, demand that money. Which means that they're getting that information from the inside, from people that know those details. Right. Um, horrible. So that, you know, that's a, that's a bad thing. You can think about virtual kidnappings. This is weird. Like, you get a phone call. Right. I I have your son and I'm going to F him up. The voice on the other the thing says. So for two hours in early April, the 61 year old uh, person named Joseph Baker and his wife, Maggie, drove around their city listening to every demand of their son, Jake's supposed kidnapper, mm-hmm. because they said, if you call the police, I will know and I will kill him. I have a scanner. So they go around. They're trying to do everything they can. They compile, comply with his orders. They purchased prepaid debit bank cards. Uh, giving him the numbers, the kidnapper, filming themselves, flushing the evidence down the toilet. And when he hung up, 
He called the police after they went through all this to rush to Jake's house, his, his son's house, along with a team of medics, and they found him harm. Un, they found him home unharmed. It was all a scam. It was all a scam. This is a new scam going yeah. around. I mean, it's really not all that new. Uh, something like this happened probably a decade ago to my uh, wife's grandmother. Someone called her saying they had a member of the family in Mexico or something, and uh, she freaked out, called my wife's parents. They called somebody, and I don't know. It was, it's, it's bonkers. The, the one that I get every week, it was really bad two weeks ago. Um, I get Apple tech support calling me, supposedly telling me that someone has hacked my iCloud account and, uh, I need to have them, uh, reset some sort of technical support, whatever nonsense. And, uh, the way I pay them is getting Walmart gift cards and giving them the numbers. And it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's, that's how Apple works now. Walmart gift cards. All right, cool. How, how's this one for you? Half hour before the show, I got a call mm-hmm. on my cell phone. Um, hi, this is the social security administration. You are about to be arrested. No, it's uh, not. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. And we're just calling to let you know that you need to get back and call us because you're about to be arrested. Call us before you're arrested. Uh, the police are notified and you will be arrested. They said arrested like eight times. Arrested. Arrested. I hear, I, I like hear the law and order, like don't, don't gavel in yeah. the background when I, picture it yes great exactly and of course when i call back the number it doesn't answer no, it's just, no, no. Yeah, but they didn't make any financial demands that's the weird part that's because they want you to answer the phone and also you don't know too if it's one of those services out there or that people have used where they take those prank calls right you know so yeah. you don't know bottom line folks somebody calls you and says you're going to be arrested or you owe the money send bitcoin we're watching you through your camera you're going on these sites and that site it's all a scam folks don't buy through the phone. Don't talk through the no, phone. No, no, no. You're talking yeah. to a man that ran telemarketing companies in my 20s. And yeah, I did things right. But I learned when I was in the industry that it is full of scams. And yeah. And new ones every day. Yeah. And, and the big thing, too, is uh, it just blows me away that anybody thinks that someone from a reputable company like Apple or the IRS or the Social Security Administration uh, want payment via gift cards, gift cards. Come on, people. Let's gift cards and Bitcoin. And now that Bitcoin's going up a little bit again, there's going to yeah. be more Bitcoin scams too. All right. Uh, Mackenzie Bezos, uh, she's divorcing, uh, you know, her husband Bezos, Amazon, Jeff, uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, she has now been set because she's going to inherit roughly 36 million, 36 billion dollars. <throat> she B. will be the world's fourth wealthiest woman. This is interesting, though. Okay, granted, $36 billion, What I mean, how many billions do you need, TJ? So she announced on Tuesday morning she was signing the giving pledge. She's vowing to donate at least $17 billion uh, away when she gets her money. So she's, make, she's wasting no time deciding what to do with her fortune, that's for sure. She only got divorced officially less than two months ago. But you know what? $17 billion put it out, and yeah, sure, she still has $17 billion left. You know what, people? Don't say anything negative about this. Hopefully, she's giving it to solid organizations. She's giving away half her fortune, so that's enough right she there. Doesn't, she doesn't have to give away anything. Doesn't have to give away anything. No, she doesn't. Another shark attack, TJ in Maui. Another shark attack. Uh, shark Mr. Attack. Wonderful or? No, no, no. I'd love to have him on the show. <laughs> a shark attack killed a 65-year-old man as he's swimming off the coast of Maui. 
This is Maui. That's you know Maui has its shark attacks. Granted, they're still rare. They make the news every time they happen. But this is the third attack in the state this year. Third shark attack this year. In yeah. Hawaii. That's we, a lot. We hear about this all the time. Uh, it's still a very rare thing to have happen, period. But uh, with more frequency, it doesn't seem that rare. No, not at all. Not at all. Are you taking sleeping pills? Right now? No, I'm, I'm wide awake. You know, there's a big article of people go to CNN right now. Thank you very much. Got it. I, I was low, slow on that one. I I vary like once a year and I carry Lunesta if I need it. I, I don't like sleeping pills. I'd rather take CBDs to go to sleep, which right. is really what I, I rely on now. If I Yeah, have but, I mean, getting on a plane, depending on where you're going, eh, I, I, I wouldn't know if CBD is legal everywhere. You know, no one's really going to get on you if you have an Ambien. Such a horrible uh, analogy that was proper to make and horrible to realize that we, the drugs that are bad for you versus what's good for you. This right. is where I hope this all changes. Why I'm so big on CBDs. I'm not going to go off on CBDs right now because we do it enough, but Lunesta, Sonata, Ambien, Ambien CR, Edular, Intermezzo, and Zoptimist. Um, what language have, are you speaking right now? I'm speaking pharmaceutical language. They yeah, are going, I might not be doing it correctly. Listen, there's several reports that are rare, but serious injuries and deaths are coming, resulting. And I've heard of all these. I've heard all these stories. Yeah. Sleepwalking, sleep driving, yeah. other complex behaviors, such as just unsafe use of a stove that can cause even worse things to happen. Right. They're going to start putting those warnings on the box like they do on cigarettes. And also, as you see in the TV commercials, don't you love those TV commercials when they talk about a drug and the disclaimer or admonition at the end of that commercial is longer than the actual commercial right. for the drug? Or how about like this? Take this medication. It's designed to treat depression and suicidal thoughts. Uh, side effects are depression and suicidal thoughts. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give you a couple other things here. From sleeping pills, okay, um, the FDA identified 66 reports of patients, accidental overdoses, falls, burns, near drowning, extreme temperature exposures leading to loss of limbs, self-inflicting gunshot wounds, suicide Ugh. attempts, uh, were among the 46 non-fatal injuries. 20 deaths occurred due to carbon monoxide poisoning, drowning, falls, hypothermia, car crashes, and suicide. Okay, take your sleeping pills, folks. Well, folks, hey, there are ways to learn how to sleep without taking drugs. And, and one thing that you didn't mention in any of those incidents, because it's not a, a physical uh, sort of disaster from taking these medications, but I've I've heard about this from several friends that I have that have taken these uh, types of medications uh, they essentially go on a shopping spree on Amazon while they're under yes. the spell of this medication and wake up and go oh my god can I please cancel the $500 worth of clothes pins that I just purchased I've heard about that too TJ you know it's crazy listen the bottom line is folks whenever you put anything in your body that is not your body's natural use and yeah. we're talking drugs right okay then Aside from the want to get high, depending on the drug you're choosing, or the want to solve an issue, depending on the drug your doctor is administering or prescribing to you, drugs are just, I mean, I try to avoid them at all costs. If you have to, you have to. But when it comes to painkillers and sleeping pills, you do not have to. Right. And my big thing about uh, sleepwalking is I do it without drugs. It's all natural for me, Buff. Uh, really. Yeah, especially oh. if I am uh, uh, in a place that I'm not uh, accustomed to. Um, and beyond that, if I'm on little sleep to begin with, I will wake up in the middle of the night, walk around. It happens uh, probably at least twice a year 
where I'll be on the road, like working for Invicta or something. And I wake up uh, after I run my face into the wall in the hotel room because I don't know where I am and I'm frantic. That's crazy. That is crazy. It is. Yes. It's, it's, it's crazy medically. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. Crazy medically. Crazy medically. Okay. A couple other stories here. One more to go to. Um, kind of a shocker when I look at it. Let me give this to you. Malaysia. Okay. Which is a country that receives plastic waste from uh-huh. other countries. Uh-huh. Malaysia will send as much as 3,000 tons of public waste back to the countries it came from. The environmental minister said on Tuesday that they are the latest Asian country to reject reject rich countries' rubbish. Last year, they became the world's main destination of plastic waste because China banned plastic imports. I did not know that. That's interesting. Um, disrupting the flow of more than 7 million tons of trash a year. So dozens of recycling factories are cropped up in Malaysia, many operating uh, without operating licenses. There's environmental issues going on in Malaysia right now, so I guess there's a lot more involved here. But last week, the government ordered to hire a private shipping company to send back 69 containers of garbage back to Canada and leave them within its territorial waters because they refused to accept them. Now, I've heard stories where some of the places where this – the, the trash is being sent to yeah. that they're just dumping it in the ocean and there's See, this huge float of, of plastic out there. You can't dump things into the ocean in a certain territory and be okay with that because the ocean, while it's not a river still has current and that yes. current all goes one way. And I, I don't know, Bruce, I, I, I guess I'm kind of confused on why plastic is an issue. I thought plastic was recyclable. Why is anybody taking plastic and shipping it anywhere other than a recycling center? Stop. This article says, right, plastic unsuitable for recycling is burnt. So obviously not all plastic is okay, recyclable. Then why isn't burnt then? Why, why do you have to ship it somewhere else to burn it? Well, here's what happens. When they burn it, it releases toxic chemicals in the atmosphere, so then we're screwing up the atmosphere. Or it ends but up. But it's in already land- being burnt. What is, what's the difference if it's burned here or there or anywhere? I I cannot answer that. And then if it ends in a landfill, it contaminates the soil and the water sources okay. surrounding the landfill. So let's stop making plastic. Exactly. Exactly. So what is the result? Glass. I mean, what is the what is I the? I don't know. We live before know. plastic. We can live after it. I I'm with you. So now, well, unless it pays your bills, and that's a whole different kind of plastic. Interesting. Well, Malaysia <laughs> officials have identified at least 14, orig- 14 countries of origin, including the United States, Japan, France, Canada, Australia, and Britain, uh, for its unwanted waste. It's just a major problem. I often wonder where all this waste goes. It's just, and then we see these pictures of the ocean, and it's just, uh, uh, you know, sick, I uh, I was I was in Disney World this last week, and on property there, they do not allow anyone to have plastic straws. No straws. Well, there are straws, but they're paper. Paper straws, yeah. And I hate paper straws. It's yeah, they tear. They well, tear. Not even the, they tear. They're just, they feel funny. Uh, so, you know what I did, Bruce? It's, it's crazy. You told I, us this. The other show, you made your, you made a special straw, right? No. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't make a special yeah, I was straw. Thinking of something, I think it's something else. You bought something. Go ahead. Are you go talking ahead. to John Jones about straw? I don't know. Um, oh, uh, No, I, uh, I, I, I drank out of a glass like a normal human being would. I brought it up to my mouth, put my lips on it, drank. There you go. How crazy is that? How barbaric is that? That's totally barbaric. You know how much waste was made from that? None. Zero. Nothing. 
Uh-uh. It's a, it's a re-education process of the uh, of the human mind. We'll see, but something's going to come to as a result of this, and it's going to be probably in a horrific state before we take care of it, as we're reading about right here. All right, a last note on a good note. Aladdin came out. Uh, my brother Michael went to the premiere last week. He said it's awesome. Was telling me to take my little mama to see it. Obviously, a lot of people think it's awesome. Uh, the live action reboot of the last time it was made was in 1992. Uh, took it an estimated 112 million at the box office just here in North America. That's awesome. Very, very cool. The projected projected return was 75 to 85. And this makes it the fifth highest grossing film ever released on Memorial Day weekend. Very cool. That's huge. I saw a preview for it. It looks fantastic. Uh, it is on the to-do list as far as movies, uh, go. Well, my to-do list is John Wick chapter three. Um, I'm a big fan of John Wick and Keanu Reeves performance and John Wick. The guy really brings it all to us. Like, you know, Tom Cruise, even more so. They, they, this guy just trained like hell for like crazy, crazy for this for the show. I didn't mean like hell, like crazy for this movie that he made. And now three, I actually watched John Wick one and two with Henry, uh, my fourteen year old godson, just in the last two weeks. Uh, got the okay from the mom, and Rupert watched John Wick two with us the other night, and it just reminded me how exciting and, and fun these movies are because the bad guys are so bad you can't wait to see them get their just due. Kind of like the Taken movies. Um, so I'm excited about that. There's some good films coming out. All right, TJ, I have got to get ready. I've got to get off to Stockholm. I got a number of videos and recordings to do before I leave. Again, people, thank you for sending them in. Uh, really appreciate it. Having a great time. Getting a lot of podcast introductions lately. A lot of business requests for uh, social media videos and audios to promote what you're doing on social media. And again, just send your requests in detail written through to brucebuffer.com. Uh, just send them right through brucebuffer.com. And there's an order form there for the special $99 championship personalized introduction that I do a ton of each week, uh, which is an audio keepsake or video keepsake if you choose to for life. If you're a UFC fan and you want to be introduced like a championship fight, fighting in the cage. And I'm there for you for all your requests within reason. And I do turn a number down because they're just not right to do. <laughs> so. You know, some some requests that come in. I just uh, TJ, I had a request last week and I won't say any names, but they actually asked me uh, if I would announce um, a certain country and its battle against a terrorist organization. Huh? I don't think I want to do that announcement. No. So I, no, not a not a good thing. No. But I, when you when you wonder the weird choice, the weird uh, out of the out of the box thinking of requests sure. I get. That was definitely one of them. I think that took the cake hey, right there. I mean, I, 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 you know what? I'm not going to say anything. Just going to be quiet now. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. You know, but it's uh, politics. I don't get involved in politics, folks. I have my own personal opinions, but I don't get involved in those kind of things. Not, not smart to do. Enough said. Um, all right, TJ, what's up for you this week? You're heading out, aren't you? Uh, next week. Next week, I will have uh, Invicta FC uh, in Kansas, Invicta FC 35, which you can watch uh, live and free. If you have a UFC Fight Pass subscription, uh, speaking of Fight Pass, this last Sunday, uh, just two days ago, as we record, uh, Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds went down. Uh, you can go check that out. Uh, 16-man, one-night, Bantamweight tournament. Uh, it was exciting. It was thrilling. Uh, go watch it. Sounds good. And one thing I want to touch on is this uh, weekend, the UFC Fight Night in Stockholm, Sweden is on ESPN2 for the prelims, and it's on regular ESPN for the regular show. That's great. I don't know what time it's going to come on. Check your local listings. But you've got Anthony Smith stepping back into the octagon shortly after his fight with John Jones, taking on the Swedish uh, Viking, Alexander Gustafsson. Um, good fight. Oh, good fight. Good fight. 
good fight. I think this is actually a better fight for Anthony than John was, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you have Ir Latifi taking on Volkan Ozdemir, Ozdemir um, number nine, number seven, light heavyweights. going to be very exciting. Jimmy Manawa, always exciting to watch. Uh, number 11th, light heavyweight contender taking on Alexander Rakic. And there's other good show. Let me see here. Oh, Demir Hodzovic. I like watching him fight. And Tanya Evinger. Evinger is on the show. Lena Lansberg. Evinger. Lena Lansberg. That's going to be good. Solid show. Always, you know, the UFC has really been putting out some very solid shows. I'm excited to go to Stockholm. Uh, Beautiful country. Beautiful country. Going to be great. And then I said that that following week is Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. So on the road again. Had two weeks off. Now on the road again. And it's all good. All right, TJ, I am going to say goodbye to everybody. Uh, give TJ your <laughs> give <laughs> give it give him your Instagram and your Twitter real quick. Uh at TJ DeSantis everywhere. Uh if you're a podcaster and you would like some highly produced, uh highly stylized and professional podcast imaging, uh find me on Fiverr. I'm over there. Fiverr.com. F I V E and then two R's for some reason. But uh also on Patreon, uh for all my mixed martial arts related podcasts patreon.com forward slash between rounds very cool and for me it's bruce buffer ufc on instagram and at bruce buffer on twitter uh facebook just go to brucebuffer.com you can go to all my sites through brucebuffer.com and of course find out about how to get your special voiceovers and audios and videos for your special occasions all right everybody treat everybody with respect treat people the way you want to be treated be a role model to your sphere of influence set your goals write them down learn about them before you set on that path and when you do sit on that path of your life Just be the best you can be and do the best job you can do. And that means you're winning. And if the results are even winning more, well, that means you're just winning more. Just be the best you can be. Be honest, be strong, and be respectful. Buffer out. Talk next week. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.